I'm Carl. <laughs> and I'm Didier, and I'll be your co-host today. And I'm the main host. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, you know, dude. So... We still need to sort out these fucking chair noises. So I thought it'd be good to jump on the podcast and just do a little recap. Been doing a lot of reflecting of 2024, 2023. So, yeah. How do you want to? Should we just run through everything we've done this year? Well, you've written steps here that I was talking about yesterday, but your handwriting is shit. No, my handwriting is good. Your reading is shit. No. Mm-mm. Okay, do you want to just go through the Instagram? This is not a bishop's head boy fucking handwriting. Well, I wrote beautiful cursive and you're like, that's elvish. So is I tried to make cursive? it print. No, I'm, I tried to make it print. This is not print. It's like print cursive. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I think the start of the year was great. Um, and I think the highlight to start of the year was a bell getting up Kloof Corner. Because I remember the year before, like I... It was like he was standing on a fucking tightrope. I, I, I went up with Chaos, up Kloof Corner. I don't know if I was late or I think I went... I think I went Lion's Head Loop before. And he was, his legs were shaking, bro. Like I thought he was going to fucking pass out. And I remember on, on the 13th, I remember we saw. <laughs> on the 13th, lucky number there, boy. On the 13th of January, he fucking made it up. Kloof Corner, like a boss. And ever since he's been climbing mountains. Was it just really hard for him before? Like he couldn't get up or was he scared? Very scared of heights. Really? And that's massive. Like that was incredible. What an incredible way to start the year. Did you talk to him about it? To get him up? Or was there like a group there supporting? Because obviously I wasn't here actually at the beginning of the year. So I missed that. Nothing just went up here. I, I think I told him the first time he just has to keep on doing it. I told him that I was also scared of heights. Because mm. <clears throat> I was. Like, I used to be scared of heights. Maybe still am a little bit, but now I don't care. I'm also scared of heights. It's not, it's not nice standing on the edge <laughs> of a cliff or like... <laughs> but it's cool to over- see someone overcome that because that can cripple people, eh? Like, they'll give up. Mm. Sometimes, I mean, even when you see it, when I saw him the first time, like, this guy's never going up a mountain. Not a fucking chance. So that was powerful to see him go up there. And then we started the Zero to Hero resolution. Quite a lot of people in that. That started in Jan, hey? Yeah. So that's on, for those that don't know, Zero to Hero is like our nine-week start-to-run program. It was we- eight, now it's nine, because we're including the taper. Yeah. And that, we, yeah, that we've evolved a lot. <clears throat> yeah. What I've realized with that is 
like some people really get it and like really dive into it. Mm. And I think the one in the beginning of the year is always very powerful because people are coming out of like a bad, like they've been doing nothing, drinking, partying, feeling sorry for themselves now. It's now January. They haven't had anything. They've put on weight and now they're back into reality. And now they're like, I need to fucking pull myself together. And it's still summer. Like they have to go to the beach. Yeah. So they got a lot of drive to sort themselves out. And it's always the most people in that January one. That people start signing up from December. That's a very good program. But now we've made it fucking world class. Yeah, we put a lot into the zero to hero thing. I think we redesign it every time. And now we've designed a course that basically teaches you everything you need to know in terms of your running, how to change your habits, how to deal with eating. Like we put a lot of information in there. And then what I did now, like at the end of this year is I... Because we made all these videos, it took all this time to make these videos, put it on a platform, and we were like, this is the fucking way forward, this is the holy grail of sorting yourself out, and no one gave a fuck to watch them. Obviously a few people, but those people are already like, through the roof, fucking high performers. But all the people that they needed to watch it didn't watch it. So yeah. what I did now, like in the last eight weeks, and I called it Finish It Strong. So I'm going to take people through an eight-week course and blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, I was just, I just did that fucking thing that it was available to everyone. Mm. And like, I'm going to be posting the testimonials, but the testimonials are ridiculous. Like I've got bulimics that have changed, well, like chicks with eating disorders that have changed their relationship with food. I've got people who have lost four kilos, people four kilos in the eight weeks that didn't know how to do that. People that have just had bad relationships with food. Kai put on like, don't know how many kilos because <laughs> he wanted to put on muscle. Yeah. Not on the legs though. Just some, <laughs> and that wasn't me, Kai. That was him. But um, yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't wait to send that. I mean, for, I think the biggest transformation in is your client, Adrian. Adrian, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is like... That's zero to hero. That's cr- I can't wait to post that. Yeah. It's like, if you want to sign up for this course, look at this. Cool, bro. What else do you want from me? Blood. But yeah, I think the whole thing was I had to work through people with it once a week. People need to be fucking spoon-fed. It's unfortunate, yeah. but I think that's the only way. And I think I- it was, it's also just the accountability aspect, that they're accountable to someone, and then they felt like they were doing it in a group with people, right? As opposed to just on their own and people struggle with doing things on their own I think like yeah in, in this whole fucking almost 20 years of what I've been doing this it's just people get this little bit of motivation or they're sitting on the couch and they're like oh, I need to change my life or something pisses them off or they put this bikini on and they're like fuck I can't go in public like this or something like that and that motivates them for like one two weeks and then they just fall back and like what this this teaches you like systems and teaches you how to um build better habits I mean it's all in that fucking James Clear book Mm. Atomic Habits but like I've just basically read the book and I'm just teaching you that and teaching you how to apply it in my own like with my own experience you know because I mean I did that I had to change my um, relationship with food because I was a fucking bodybuilder so it was yo-yo it was hard and And then nothing fuck all yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was hard fucking brew like just clean 
hundred percent of the time, fuck, you know, and you just like, I used to, I remember when I was bodybuilding, I would like lie in the bed and I wouldn't be able to sleep and I, like in my sleep, I would go get like a, an apple or something and I would stand looking at it. I'd like sit there looking at it and my girlfriend at the time was like, are you going to eat that? I'm like, give me that. I'm thinking about it. And I would think like an hour, am I going to take a bite of this apple? Like that's not, that's not good. No. <laughs> and then yeah, that becomes like a whole binging thing. And I battled with that for long. Like, I think I've got a handle on it now. But that's how I got a handle on it. But just, just my way of eating also. Like, the, and then I teach it to them. Just with the counting calories and just making them aware of what they put in their mouth. Mm. And also, I just don't take anything off the table. Like, I, I let people take it off the table themselves. Depending on where, well, who they are. Because some people need a bit of an extreme. But when you realize, like, Okay, I've got this many calories in the day and this pizza took all of them mm. and I didn't hit my protein goals. Then you... You, you start think, to self-correct. Yeah, you think twice about eating the fucking pizza or you're like, oh, I really want that chocolate. Have the chocolate. Just deduct the calories. When you deduct the calories and then you're lying in bed and you're fucking hungry because you ate all your calories for breakfast, then it's a different story. And I think people, once they, you know, once... What I realized with coaching people is that once people are, when they're playing a role in their fucking transformation, because a lot of times a coach, you telling them what to do and they're not, they don't have a role in this. They're just following a program. Mm. But when you bring them into it, then they start to understand, fuck. Like, food is fuel. You want to run better, you need to eat more. You can't fucking starve yourself. You can't lose weight and perform at the same time. And I think in this course, like they learn that. And yeah. they learn how to paradise things, do you understand? Whereas like a lot of them, especially your clients that I dealt with, they're trying to lose weight and perform at the same time. And, and, and I mean, essentially, like that's why, I think that's why um, Anka was bonking in the races, because she didn't understand that. And now UTCT she cruised through, because she had, yeah. I, I put, told her, go maintenance calories. Yeah, we also, we also worked a lot mentally on her approach to those races because she was putting a lot of pressure on herself in the previous races mentally. And I think she started too hot as well. Okay, it was a joint, joint effort then. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but actually in the course, you didn't... I want to circle back because you didn't really focus on calories. You were looking at more from a macro perspective. And calories. They worked out there. I made them work out their own calories. I made them work out their own macros. Yeah, I made them. I made them do everything. Everything you would pay someone to probably not do correctly, I showed them how to do that, and now they're in control of it. Yeah, just giving I mean? them the tools to basically change the, it for themselves. The accountability helps a lot, bro. When you send in fucking your weight and uh, your <clears throat> your updates every week, I mean that's a big thing. Look, I obviously mm. paid a coach just to do that, basically, like just send updates because. That's the difference between fucking pigging out on a Sunday and not. Monday morning, you send your updates. You know, I mean, unless you're a fucking liar. Mm. You know what I mean? Unless you're a liar and you're going to be like, oh, no, I've lost his weight. Then, yeah. then, then you've got other problems. <laughs> then you've got other issues. But yeah, I'm doing another one in January. So if you're listening and you want to sign up for that, zero to hero gonna be really cool and then after that we did Tanqua we had a lot of camps there yeah four camps this year first one was Tanqua camp because we had all the people running Tanqua I forgot I forgot this was the year that Choppy and them ran Tanqua 
Yeah, it feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was... Tanko camp was cool. Nicolas found out that you shouldn't take December off if you've got a race in February. (laughs) (laughs) And moved his race till March. Did he get destroyed at camp? Yeah, and then got like ITB... For people that don't know, what do we do at our camps? We strip people's egos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, that was just very like race specific, right? That was, well, I mean, we had it all on their peak week. Mm. Some zero to zeros came. Yeah, for everyone pretty much there, it was just, to do, it was a small camp. It was for the people there that just come out of December. It was small things, 10, 21 Ks. I think some people did marathons if they were fairly fit. I think Aubrey did a marathon there. And then, yeah, it, it was just, it was the peak week for Choppy and uh, Shani, Miranda, Chris. Yeah, it was their peak week. So they did, some of them did three days. I think Choppy did three days, like a 30K and a 50K and a 40K in the heat. Yeah. Yeah, in the heat. Yeah, it was just conditioning for the race. And also like the camps is you get to train in community so that your peak weeks, like your hardest weeks, you do it with a group of people mm. that are all doing the same thing. And you get to like chill together afterwards, braai. And if Roy's not busy, you get cool pics. Come on, Roy, sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. And then we what? And then it was Tanqua crossing. No, wait, I think and then Kate and Francais did 4x4x48. Four by four by that was cool. The Goggins Challenge. Yeah, that was awesome. So what is it? You run four miles every four, four hours, hours for four, 48 hours. Yeah. They did it with uh, Me- Megan's clothing brand. Up. Up. up, up yeah. Sorry, Andalama. Give me 20 grand a month and I won't say other people's clothing. And then... Yeah, that was good. That was that was bigger than... Was me. that the that furthest was, that Kate had ever run? Yeah. And Francais, presumably. Yeah, Francais is on Run Crew. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's on Run Crew. But I think she's done a 12 Hours of Darkness camp before as well. Is it? Yeah. But I don't know if she did the full thing last year. Then we had... No, we had, had the Tango Crossing was before that. Tango Crossing, yeah. But anyway, then we also had the Tango Crossing. Choppy won the 200... Choppy won... <laughs> Choppy won the 100K, the 160K, and the 207 <laughs> kilometer because it's all one road and he won all of those races that's hectic eh? he just yeah. led from the front the whole time just from the front just absolutely killed it we trained so fucking hard for that that's the hardest he's ever trained and two he, months and he won the 207 by 14 hours yeah that's... and we spoke about this on his podcast so we're not going to go through that but literally i had to convince him at 180 k's to run by putting my fucking running shoes on and running with him but because how do you convince someone that's got a 14-hour lead to run when they fuck? They've just come out of a 70-kilometer headwind Yeah. <laughs> the whole night. That wind was crazy. And now he's at 180, and he's walking with Marius, who's in the 200-mile race, and they're just chatting. I actually went clack, 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 clack with a cattle prod behind him and said, let's fucking keep it moving here, boy. But that was cool. Miranda, she won also the 107K outright, men and women. Yeah. Did Jonathan win the 100 miler? I think, yeah, yeah. He did, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then Chris and Shani, they fucking pushed through. 
Roshani's hip or, or ITB. Yeah, it was she also had a hip problem before. It was her first 100k. And Chris. Yeah. Killed it. Oh, that was, fuck, that was the way to start the year. And that was in Feb only. Yeah. And then we had the Zero to Hero, the end of the Zero to Hero, which Vanda finally, after eight times, finished. <laughs> the first, Vanda has entered every Zero to Hero, and this was the first one she finished. Yeah, she smashed it finally. And now she's training with you. Yeah. That, and that was the camp. So that was that end of Zero Zero camp was in the Cedarburg. And mm. that's when I actually came back because I was in Tanzania at the beginning of the year spending time with my family. Oh, yeah. You became then, a coach. And then I became a coach. Well, I actually started in January, but I started remotely. Yeah. And then I rejoined you guys for that Cedarburg camp. I think I arrived like two days before in the country. And then oh, came yeah. straight to the Cedarburg in your grey pants, I remember. In my grey pants. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was cool. Uh, well, the key thing for that was me watching Vanda make her food. Have you ever seen her make her food? She's very particular. It's, it's like gourmet. She takes so much time. It's like perfection. I just sat there watching her. I was like... She's very precise with the way she does things. That's the way she writes messages. Vanda, you're a legend. <laughs> She's a boss. The thing that I remember from that camp is that we camped in this very dusty kind of dirt area and we were all on the dirt. And there was one patch of nice grass in this whole campsite. And Anton drove his chimney parked his and parked it on the grass. And I was like, very... How can you do that? I love that place. I actually wanted to go there on holiday, but they were fully booked. I know there was other people there. I didn't want to go in those houses with other people. And then what did we do then? Sorry, this handwriting is shit. Yeah, we had some cool talks this year. A lot, yeah. With Keith? Keith Russell. Keith Russell. He was at that moment third in the world for Backyard Ultra, like 600 and something kilometers. 89 laps, I think. 89 laps. Yeah. 6.7 Ks. His talk was fucking powerful. Very, yeah. And then Jenna got Laz. <laughs> I can have a I don't know how, but Jenna got Laz to talk to us. Yeah. And for, if anyone doesn't know who Laz is, he's the guy that invented Backyard Ultra and runs the Barkley Marathons. <clears throat> and invented the Barclay Marathon. Yeah. yeah, obviously. That was cool. And Jenna hosted that talk. That was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, well, maybe we should do it again. <laughs> Shame, but she did her best. Yeah, it was but actually so, cool. Sometimes you got to give people the power you know, <laughs> and see what they do with it. My, do you remember the one race idea that he described? Lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was such a wild idea. I don't know if we can talk about that. Hey, can we talk about Laz's future race plans? I don't know if we can talk about Can we? Can we? I'm sure he doesn't care. Anyway, so the idea of this race... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I think we asked him, like, if you would like to start another race, because he's known for starting these crazy races, what would it be? And he's such a funny oak. Like, he doesn't really... You can tell he doesn't give a shit about what people think about him. Mm. And he was like, I have this idea for a race called lost and basically what it is they just 
take you into the middle of nowhere. No, it's virtual. Is it virtual? So you get dropped off. You get you, dropped off, yes. And you have to run a certain amount of Ks, but they don't tell you in which direction. Yeah, so you, you don't know where the finish line is. You only know how far away it is. Yeah, so, and you only know after you've finished your run. So if you run 50 Ks in the wrong direction, the next day you're going to come back. So you've got to kind of work out like where you are. And it, the, the map completely changes all the time. Yeah. Well, like it's not a straight route. No. So you have to work out every day and like be strategic. Like, are you going to run 10Ks, 20Ks? What are you going to fucking do? But sometimes you maybe you think you're in the right direction and you run 50Ks and there was a left in there. Yeah, and then you overshoot Dude, it. That is a long race. <laughs> it's a race that could never finish. I like Mike Watson's, Mike Watson's race idea, but we're not talking about that because we might That's a that. That one's very good, eh? With the dice. I think we need <laughs> But people might get mugged. <laughs> when they sort out the mugs, muggings, we might do that. Uh, Nick and Ainsley did the Addo 100 miler. That was cool. Um, <laughs> Nick lost his feet. <laughs> the, the bottom of his, yeah, feet, his feet, feet come off. His feet got wet and he lost the, all the skin off his feet and he was just kept running and that was like sliding in his shoe. Ugh. And then Ainsley became a cyclist. Yeah. Ainsy and Rudolf, fucking cyclists. But Ainsy's coming back. Is he? Is mm. he running again? Yeah, he wants to do UTD. He messaged me. That's cool. Thank God. Rudolf said he might run again as well. Cool. Yeah, would, be, would, be, would be great. <laughs> fucking good run. I don't know what he's doing cycling. But each to their own. Your handwriting is just, it's too, I think it might be too perfect that I just can't read it. Yeah, I mean, your reading of print is not the best, so. Brew. Don't give me shit, I'll give you shit. Everest Base Camp. That was wild. That was so cool. Fucking hell, Tessa. Tessa pushed through some shit there, bro. Sam was as cool as a cucumber. Sam, bro, Sam's just a monster. She just goes, did, 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 like that song. She was fine the whole way, hey? Just, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it sometimes like, fuck you. Because even I, I don't know, I got a bit like, I got a bit brave and I was running a bit at like 4,000 something meters. That was a bad idea, that was clearly. Bad. Yeah, I paid the tax. I got very, uh, at one stage it was just like an ultramathon to get down. Mm. But the thing is, like, so I think on, on, I mean, we did like we did fast, eh? we did everything in like seven days or eight days, and we also did Kalapata, which is like five thousand seven hundred meters. So we went straight from four thousand to five thousand seven hundred, came back down, slept, went to Everest Base Camp, and after that day, we went to Everest, Everest Base Camp. Sure, I wasn't feeling good, like headache, dizzy. Yeah, I just had to push through. But the, the lower you go down, then the better you feel. Mm. But Tessa was vomiting from like day one. Really? The whole way? Headache, vomiting from day one. And she pushed through. Fuck, she was tough. Because the way you guys that did it. Tough. I mean, usually people go through like an acclimatization period and then they hike over many days, right? Normally they do it in like 14 days. And you guys did it in seven or six or something. Seven, uh, seven or eight, I can't remember. We missed one day, so we did a double day in the beginning because we couldn't get a plane. Mm. Plane wasn't going, so we had to do a double day on the first day. 
And then we just went up fast. Why did you do it like that? He wanted to see if people could do that. <laughs> so you guys are like the guinea pigs. Yeah, no, and like we got a better price and that stuff. But he just wanted to know, like, what what kind of person could do that? Because he gets corporate people, mm. and they can't take two and a half weeks. So basically, if you take fourteen days plus travel plus like recovery, that's three weeks off work. So he was trying to see if you could do it in like just over one week. So you only have to take off two weeks, mm. basically. And afterwards, he was like, no, bro, like, you have to be an Olympic rower or like an ultra runner or something like that to, to do that. It, it was hard. We checked other people. just cruising bro, day by day. Pretty yeah. pushed. But what an amazing experience. And then I stayed there for quite too long. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I was going to come home to my wife, bro. After oh, you, that. you booked too many days after to stay, you mean? Yo, and it's like, I don't know, there's not so much to do in fucking Nepal. Remember After you you've s- done that. <laughs> you sent me a picture of a yak burger or something. Yeah, also I missed meat too. Yeah. Like, I lost so much weight because I just didn't eat much. I ate much. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, it was, it's, it became load shedding. <laughs> For you that don't know what load shedding, that's when our government switches our electricity off because they're fucking good at what they do. Is it the government <laughs> or ESCOM? <laughs> Escom is the government. <laughs> Who stole the money, guys? I don't know. Someone <laughs> stole a fuckload of money and we don't have electricity. Yeah, for a few hours a day. A few! <laughs> <laughs> for all the fucking time. But anyway, that's cool. It's nice. Uh, so we were talking about Everest. Yeah. And you stayed too long after and you missed meat. Yeah, yeah. Fucking ate a pizza every fucking day. Because that was the only thing. Yeah. What was your favorite part of that trip? I don't know. I just pushing through that fucking pain cave I was in. Also watching Tessa push through that shit. That was cool. To see someone do that. Like, I've never seen her do that before. Mm. And that was tough. Like, <laughs> like, if she had said to me, I can't carry on, I don't know if I would have had much to say to her. Because she was, like, touching her. Like, she wasn't well. Like, it would have been stupid to push through that. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a fucking plane flying overhead? Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> no electricity, planes flying over. Fucking good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> oh, this is the most random podcast in the world. Okay, then what happened next in our year? Oh, it's fine. It's just a fucking recap of the year. And dun, 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 twelve hours of darkness in the mud. <sighs> That fucking ruined people's lives. That was a fun camp. Yeah. 12 Hours of Darkness is our, our camp we do every year. It's definitely my favorite camp. And it's simple. All you do is you go to, you go to bed on Thursday night. You wake up on Friday. Then you work the whole day. Then you get in your car and you possibly drive in a fuckload of traffic for three hours. And then you get there and I'll probably chat at you because you're late. Mm-hmm. And then I rush you to get ready, and then at seven, is it seven p.m. or six p.m. Six p.m. Depending. Depending, yeah. Six p.m. or seven p.m. You start running this loop, which is six k's, and you stop twelve hours later to see how far you can get. But this year it was amazing because it was a massive storm, and we took people under the barbed wire fence through fucking knee high mud. <laughs> 
When we were doing the course, I lost my flip-flops, bro. I yeah. remember, I yeah, lost yeah. my flip-flops. We fell in the mud. <laughs> I remember we, when we found that patch of swamp, we both looked at each other and we're like, should we send them through here? And then we were like, we have to. <laughs> and then when we went through, we were like, yo, bro, can we actually do this to people? Like, for 12 hours. But yeah. then I knew, like, some people would just cheat and just not go through them. yeah but the people around. that really want to be fucking go through some shit and find themselves they'll go through that every single time and i mean that's that was actually where it came down to because i'm like you know if you can choose to do this for 12 hours if you can choose when you you'll see people cheating mm. you'll see these fucking weak-minded people taking shortcuts like they fucking like they jippoed the system like the only one losing out of anything there's them hundred percent hundred percent that's what people don't realize they think oh i've got away with this you have not got away with it you have lost all aspect of what the fuck we're trying to achieve here and there's no way you can look at yourself in the mirror and think be proud of yourself even if you ran for fucking 12 hours knowing that you took that short will haunt you for the rest of your fucking life do Mm. you know what i mean Mm. and i don't know who cheated and i don't know who did didn't but the people that went chose to go through that mud for 12 hours, you could fucking pat yourself on the back because <laughs> that's shit. Yeah, it was, it was all fun and games the first few times, bro. But especially when it's three o'clock in the morning and it's that witching hour, bro. And <laughs> you got, you're falling in the mud. The yeah. mud is so soft now. Your shoes coming going, off. Shoes coming off. You have to watch the barbed wire, which is fucking everywhere. <laughs> we did well not to have any tetanus issues there. Yeah, we did. We definitely need to get better identity forms. But anyway, so that was cool. Eh? Fucking hell, that was amazing. And that's when Misha's life changed because he, he quits. Yeah. With what, 20 minutes to go? No, it was probably about an hour and a bit. So Misha, so I think Misha had like a, and a lot of our clients do this before this camp. They have an idea in their head of how far they want to run. Mm-hmm. And Misha wasn't the only one. Like Anton also had an yeah, idea. Zach, Zach sends me a message. I said, how flat is the road? I'm going to do six minutes a K the whole time. I'm like, put just run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guys, <laughs> listen to me. This is the problem with you people. You set these expectations and the second you can't do it, you fucking... Yeah. Can I say pussy out? You pussy out. <laughs> So, so and that's sorry, um, Kelly. Kelly, you fucking give up because you can't, and you must understand that even even Keith spoke about this with hundred um, percent. Keith spoke about this. He was running for eighty nine hours, and he said the reason he stopped is because in training he always practiced to do each loop in fifty minutes, and when it started going fifty one, fifty two minutes. That's when he lost it because he thought, oh, I'm not hitting it. Even though he has still had eight minutes left to do a loop. But that started grinding away because it's too perfect. Yeah. And then you start thinking you're failing. So mm. it's all nice to say I'll run six minutes a K for fucking 10 Ks. But when we're talking about 24 hours, it's a big difference. It's a different fucking story. Just keep moving. But nothing's perfect and things can go wrong. Like you, yeah. can, get, you can hit by mud. Yeah. And that was what was so great about that because these oaks have all these fucking expectations and these high hopes and then we fucked them with the mud. Yeah, and then we taught them life is not fair. 
Life is not fair. No one gives a fuck about your expectations. Shit's yeah. going to go wrong. And I think people also learn about that in life. Because in life, people are like, mm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, until the first thing happens. I'm going to open this company. Us with the fucking course. We're going to, this course is world class. Yeah. And in my, in my head, and we were it, so excited about it's it. It's ridiculous. If you do that course wholeheartedly, you will completely change your fucking life. If you dive into that course, you're like, you will never be the same again. If you apply that, unfortunately, you probably need a fucking your chick to break up with you or someone to fucking die or something like that to push you to change the person you are or like lose everything or something like that. I don't know, because that's when people change the most. But if you literally follow that cause 100 percent, you can only fucking get better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And people just don't. They don't grasp it with the camps. And then they come with these, like, oh, I'm going to do this and do this. And the second it doesn't happen, they give up. They quit. Yeah. And it's not about that. It's about getting to the fucking end. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, how far must I run? As far as you can. Yo, but what's the number? There's no number. You start <laughs> and then you stop. Yeah. There's no number. I'm not telling you to run 50Ks. Yeah. What happens if you can run fucking 100Ks? Yeah. Wait, so now if I say 70, you're going to stop at 70. Yeah. And it's also like that you don't get the value. Let's say you came to 12 hours of darkness. You're like, I'm going to run 100Ks. And you just ran smoothly the whole way. You finish 100Ks and you stop at the end. And there was no challenge along the way. Oh, it's like, that. <laughs> that's, that's not teaching you anything. Like the value comes when the wheels come off and you need to look into your own soul and figure out how am I going to get through this situation. And that's why I design it like that. That's why you sleep on Thursday night. You go to work the whole of Friday. If I wanted it to be easy, I would say we start Saturday morning. Yeah. But you've had a whole work week. Mm. Fucking tired. You're stressed now. I've put you in the traffic. Put you in the traffic. Yeah. Like, I know this. this. There's a point to this. Like this camp now. Everyone is like, must I bring this? Must I bring that? Fucking, I'm not telling anyone anything. Just relax. Just come. Just Do your come. Best. If you bring too little food, fucking great. I want you to bonk. You're going to learn. <laughs> and that's great. If you bring too little food, great. Yeah. If you bring too much food, share your food. Learn how to share. But like. Yeah. And that's exactly like. So what happened with Misha is in his head, he was like, I'm going to run the whole way, you know. And then he got to about eight hours and he couldn't run anymore because his. His knee was a bit sore. He was tired. And so in his head, he's like, I achieved the goal that I set for myself. And now we're in a different space. We're not in the space of what he expected would happen. We're in the magic space now. Yeah, now we're in the magic we that, space. We had the fucking, we had the door. <laughs> we knocked the door. We have the door now. We're about to kick down a fucking door where you grow completely as a human being. Yeah. We are literally there. We, you've got to this door. And you can sit down or you can knock through this door and it's going to be fucking death for four hours. But you will never be the same human being again unless you're... Yeah. I mean, I, you can, you can, like I've seen people obviously lose it and go back. But once you've seen what you're capable of, like there, it's very hard to be a mediocre fucking human being. Once you've pushed through something like that, it's very hard. People do it. Mm. They manage to do it because they maybe don't have the right environment and all that shit. But it's like, I kicked down that door and I've never been, I've never looked back. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you always have the memory. You always know what you can do. 
I've, I've kicked on that door a lot of fucking times after that. I've tried to, right? Like, I mean, I did did 12-hour hill repeats with no food. Hmm. I bonked myself. But, you know, the best thing to do, like, especially... And what I've done, like, with these clients is allow them to fuck up. That's why I don't tell them what to do in the camp. Like, I want them, I want them to fuck up. Like, I want them. Yeah. Like, when I phone you before a race and tell you that you should rather be there for your clients, then why are you not there at 7 o'clock for your clients? <laughs> but I'm training you to run 200 fucking kilometers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to get in... You gotta, I got to get in your head because, I mean, how... How do you stress someone out like he's been running for 48 hours like that? Yeah, with the mind games. And when people don't know, that's stress. Like they don't know what to bring. Yeah. And. And it's actually about like, how can you adapt so when chilled. the plan is gone? And I'm so chill. Like, don't tell me I'm cool. Like, I'll sort it out there and then. Because then I can lend food. I know. <laughs> if there's running water and I can just wash, drink water. I don't need to fucking, bro, I don't need to bath or shower for fucking, until I'm finished. Five days if I don't have to. At Everest, we showered one time. Yeah. It's all good. You'll be okay. You'll be okay without your fucking rose petal soap. Promise. <laughs> and, I, and I love to, I love people to learn that. No fucking cell phones, no electricity, just... What matters is you right there and then. Don't bother. Don't fucking show. Who fucking cares? Be like Marty. Be like water, my friend. <laughs> be, like, be like Marty. The be most feral. feral member of Mindset Movement. The best. What a legend. He is the spirit animal. And yeah, you know I mean, we'll get to, we'll get to, what well, I'm talking about Misha there is obviously because what he did at UTC too. And I mean, yeah. that was a massive change. But then... Halfway through the year, we went to Matt. Back in my favorite race. <laughs> Never done it. But <laughs> <laughs> I might do it next year. But it's my favorite race to be at. Just completely different vibe. Yard Just and George. So cool. Fuck, we always stay at the same house. You, you came seventh. That was good. You went flat out, eh? I just told you, just run flat out and see if you can hold it. Yeah. And you did. That was, that's, that was hard, eh? Because the race starts with just probably like a thousand meters in the first 15 Ks. Mm. And I just went out hot because you're like, let's just go out hot and see what happens. And then I started like the cramp started to come like probably like 15 Ks in. And I was like, yo, it's 45 kilometers to go. Like you just need to stay here and just see if you can hold it. But I, I managed it. You just... I just focused on what I could control, which was get in the fluid, get in the electrolytes, get in the food and just keep going. And don't worry. Like if it's not your day, then it's not your day. But I just feel like if you, once you've gone through that, then you know when you can, if you pull back a little bit, then you can hold that easily. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you can speed up at the end. Well, that like was Maxi probably. Yeah, Maxi and then Maxi, you killed it. But yeah. that was a good lesson. Because, I mean, that was just the first race. Like, we didn't really care. Yeah. And to come seventh, that was a big field. Like, that's good. And we had all the clients. I don't even want to mention them because I might forget names. 
but we had a lot of clients. Yeah. Nicolas did really well at that race in the 60K. Roy. Roy fucking smashed the marathon. Roy beat Christian. <laughs> well, Christian. Yes, Christian. I know you crammed it in the US bikes, but still Roy, boy. <laughs> Christian, we know, bro. You fucking ate that chicken curry the night before, oh and we were like, what I are you doing? Chicken curry. <laughs> Chicken tikka, bro. <laughs> Looking at Christian like, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> and he got given those Terex shoes, and then I was like, but that there's not a lot of grip, there's not a lot of like, yeah, there's not a lot on that shoe. Right? It's like very muddy, bro. Yeah, that whole race was just. There's not slip quite a slide. leg. There's not quite a leg on that shoe. No, shame. But uh, yeah, clients did so well. And then Bailey did the comrades. Yeah, Bailey did well. Bail dog. Bail, Bailey is definitely oh. the most famous mindset movement member, even though he's never come to a session. The most, like most a famous and most elusive at the same time. Like he's just, he's like, he's like a god. Like no one's seen him, but everyone's heard about him, you know? Yeah. Everyone believes in him. Everyone believes in him, but no one's ever seen him. You know what I mean? Like, they've only seen pictures of him <laughs> that I've edited and uh, put on the group. But no one's ever yeah. seen him in real life. <laughs> How much money did you spend on getting AI images of Bailey? <laughs> Jenna's going to listen to this, and I don't know. Too much, probably. No, I don't know. Not enough. I'm, too much for Jenna. <laughs> Whatever amount it was, it's too much for Jenna. <laughs> Not enough for the rest of us. And then, yeah. And then we opened a gym. And we opened up afternoon sessions. Yeah, that was big. Which is, yeah, I don't know. I think we should take them away. There's a, we'll ma- there's a magic in the, in the morning. Yeah, oh. people don't understand it. But, you know, like, the reason I have afternoon sessions is because there is some people, like, I have clients that can't come to the morning sessions. Mm-hmm. Like, these are doctors, and these are not, like, Bailey, who works at fucking Red Bull. I'm talking about, like, people who do, like, hard jobs, Bailey. You know, like, save people's lives and save children's lives and be on call fucking 24 hours. I mean, but, ba- Bailey has to go to the Sevens this weekend, so it's pretty tough. You think the Oaks got unlimited Red Bull? You think you can't make a fucking morning session? I don't know, it's hard. But, um... <laughs> the afternoon sessions play a role, but, like... The magic's in the morning. Eh? Even you come to the morning, you take an afternoon session, you come to the morning. Yeah. It's just like, it's just beautiful. The sun's coming up. You don't have to sidestep every fucking housewife with her latte and her pram. Yeah. You don't have to just sets up your jump over so 100 nicely. dogs and 15 children. You are, when I took the one morning the afternoon session for you, I was like, this is not my life. I don't ever want to be <laughs> ever again. <laughs> like, if I need to work on my mental toughness, I'm coming to the afternoon sessions. It's just, and it's after the day. I don't know, waking up early, just getting it done, it's fucking done. You feel good for the rest of the day. And also, it, it allows you that to overcome that first, that first uh, thing of adversity of just not snoozing your alarm. Because... I mean, I seldom fucking want to wake up. Like, even now, because I'm doing the ocean stuff at, like, early in the morning. Fuck, dude. I, I can't wait to do it at night. 
And then when my alarm goes off, I'm like, actually, my alarm doesn't even go off. I've fucking wake myself up for the fucking anxiety of me having to go now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, but once I, like, sure, when? Was it yesterday? When did I do it? Yesterday, I didn't want to train. I, I was like, bro, I got in the ocean for 10 minutes, snowshoe for 30 minutes, and then a 60-minute run. Like, I'm fucking tired. My legs are sore. Like, and after that, and I had then Mark Watson afterwards, strength coach. But, I mean, what a fucking morning when you're tired. Yeah. And, bro, I get in that water. It's just me and some homeless people around. And I'm just so chilled and I'm in the water. And fucking, it was just such a beautiful experience because Nate, it was like I was so one with nature. These ducks just came like right next to my head, bro. Like right next to my head. And then this fucking fish starts sucking on my toe. It's like I belong here. It's like I'm not like this. I'm not like, I'm with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not scared. Yeah. I couldn't believe how close these ducks just like float from behind, like past my head, like almost touching me. And I'm like, like both sides. That's cool. I was like, what? And then Chaos was like, and I'm like, no, Chaos. Chaos was sitting on the beach watching them like. That's breakfast. Fucking around fine <laughs> boys. But how beautiful. And then, and then I get to the, and then I go into the sand, put my snowshoes on and I'm power walking up and down this beach and the sun's just coming up over the ocean. And it's just me and the homeless people. Some chick like chanting. I don't know what she was on, but yeah. But just such a beautiful experience. And then obviously putting my running shoes on around my 60 minutes. And it's like, everyone's still just fucking sleeping. Except for the mindset of people. And, I mean, there actually there's a lot of people on the prominent top was five now. Yeah, because it's light. Yeah. and But it's just like, yo, I've done all of this. Then I had Mike Watson. And the rest of the day, I just had to write programs and stuff. And it was like, jeez, how much have I accomplished in such a short period of time? I normally I'm wake, like I wake up early anyway. Like, I'm, like I can't understand how you fucking sleep in. Like, you weird. How you can alter like from four o'clock to six o'clock. It's very strange for me. Because even on a Sunday, I wake up early. Yeah. I just prioritize getting eight hours. When you get to my age, boy, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Carl. Turning 40 soon, bro. Fuck. 38 next year. That's cool. Don't even know how I made it past 21. It's all bonus time now. Yeah. I promise you. Um... You know, the three-year anniversary at the gym. And then we started this podcast. Yeah. With old Akbar. Akbar was like, you guys, I think I spoke to him so much that he was like, you need to fucking start a podcast. <laughs> I like to talk. I don't know. I have a lot to say. Yeah, it was a good, it was, just, well, thanks, Akbar, because it's been a good initiative. Yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. Like, massive feedback. I mean, what's like, sure. Yeah, it's just also been so fun, I think, just Over to talk to people. Over a thousand listens on, a, on one episode. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, also thanks to everyone that's listened. Like, the response has been cool. And, yeah, we just... We're going to get some very cool guests. Nick Jordan's going to come on. That's a big fucking guest. And, yeah, I'm going to ask Marcus to come on. It's going to be cool. Next year's going to be fucking insightful. Lots, lots to learn. From us? For us? Yeah. From from other people and also like for the listeners. 
And then we went to Maxi Rice. We had a big present, say, every year. I also love that rice, say. Oh, that's a, that is the chilled vibe. They need to sort out their t-shirts and apparel. <laughs> <laughs> but worst, I think that is the, the point. The worst t-shirts in the game. Every year you see it and you're just Unless like, you're like on DMT or something. They took it to another That's the best level. t-shirt. Yeah. But that is not, that is not for this realm of t-shirts. <laughs> But I think they do it on purpose, so I don't know. But yeah, I, I just dig the vibe. Everyone's just so chilled. And you fucking podium. You came third. It was amazing. Kai did well. <laughs> Kai did do well, eh? Kai does well in every race. I know. He just, just gets no credit because he needs to do better. A hundred percent. He's like Kat. If you don't podium, it's luck. Yeah. No, Kai has a lot of potential. So it's like he does well and then you're just like, bro, I think you can do better than that. That's like with Kat. Like Kat always does fucking well, bro. But I, I think Kat can win, bro. Kat's going to win. Because also, what, Kat came like eighth. Kat has had a... Kat's training has been... Kat, if you're listening, you're probably not because you don't give a fuck. But Kat's year has been incredible. Like his training. Compared to last year. Last year, he was still loving the fucking Hennessy in the clubs. But he's been consistent this year and it's paid off. Like, it's showing. Yeah. I don't know why the fuck the guy's wearing thermals at UTC T35K. And literally the hottest day of the right, year we've so had. to, like, almost rip his clothes off. Yeah. Got very romantic. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> fuck, I don't know why he does. He does weird things, but his training's been so good. And I can't wait to see what he does next year. Because that guy's got fucking massive potential. Yeah. Like, every year we're just fixing stuff. Like, yeah. the one year he took his... Whole cupboard with him on the race. Didn't he take a, a power bank he took a with power him bank. one time? Yeah, he took a bottle of BCAAs. Not just the tablets. He took the whole <laughs> bottle. And then I think he took his own water cooler from home. <laughs> What's your race nutrition, bro? Pulls out like a three kilo bag of tailwind from his pack. Yeah, I know. Just, no, he just takes out the whole fucking, the whole packet. Like a whole yeah. packet of, like, like a kilo. Yeah. Maxi was also, a lot of people did their first marathon, I think. And then, and Mark Willie, bro, ran his first 75. Mark Willie, that's also a massive. Mark Willie's transformation's been huge. Yeah. That guy's come for, I can't even talk about other stuff, but like, when I talk to him now, it's not the same person. It's 100% not the same person. Like, he, he gets it. I told him to buy something the other day. He was like, I don't need that here. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I've made it this far without it, so why do I need it? <laughs> this looks profound, but jeepers. How's it? Where the fuck have you been? Yeah, I remember, I don't know, when at some point earlier this year, it's like it's like a fl- uh, switch flipped in Mark. Yeah, and he I just like became. Oh, yeah, you and you spurned him from the sauna. Yeah, like I'm in a fucking sauna and I'm in a bad mood. But he... <laughs> yeah, someone, someone, He's in a good mood someone in the Someone on Instagram was like, you can also love your mother. But this is the whole thing. The guy signs up for UTCT 100K. The guy's only around 55Ks. I'm trying to get into this guy's mindset. He stopped... He starts playing paddle. Like fucking Estefan did yesterday. Starts playing paddle instead of training. <sighs> That side says it all. Zach, <laughs> Zach did that and I said, I'm not coaching anymore, bye. 
started golfing then. I used to start playing paddle and golf. Yeah. And then I, and then I, I was already like, just like fucking, this is, like, I'm trying to see how I'm going to talk to him about this. Because I'm like, you know, I need to calm down a bit. Because mm. it's like, I want to do UTC to 100k. That's fucking hard 100k, bro. And he's not, he's not running. He's just playing paddle and playing golf. So, and then he phones me. And he says to me, no, he hasn't had any training that week. Mm. And I'm in the sauna. Yeah. No, he, he messaged me and says, hey, coach, um." This weekend, I won't be able to do my long run. I haven't done any fucking run the whole week, but now I'm going to phone you a message about my long run. Because um, Saturday is my girl's birthday. Now, now, when I say long run, I think it was a 15K. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm literally, it was a 15K. Saturday is my, my girlfriend's birthday and Sunday's Mother's Day. So I won't be able to do my run this weekend. But I phoned him and I was like, <laughs> How the fuck do you think you're going to do UTC to 100k? Like, you haven't trained the whole week, you've been playing golf and paddle, and now you can't do a long run because it's your girlfriend's birthday. Oh, but it's my girlfriend's birthday. I'm like, it's 15k. It's, it's 19 minutes. Yeah. What are you having your, when are you having your girlfriend's birthday? It's 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. Go around the fucking 15k. Like, are you joking? But I yeah. mean, this is like how all the, like, my, I mean, that's what ultra runners do, bro. Mm. It's not like we dickheads that don't go to, like, I don't go, Jenna, it's not your, like, it's your birthday. I'll just wake up at fucking two o'clock. The one time when I had to do play clip three times, the one morning, I just went there at two o'clock in the morning. And then I chill, I was with Jenna. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know what goes in people's minds. And then Mother's Day. So when I tease them about this, and you people on Instagram, they go, oh, it's okay to love your mother. Like, you don't understand. Okay. <laughs> but, Yeah. And I, and I tune him about that, bro. And he still didn't do the long run. Still didn't do it. But after that, like, there was a massive change. Yeah. There would was be, a massive would change. would be good to... We should get him on the podcast and just ask him, yeah, what, I asked him like, what happened. I asked him to get on the podcast, but he said he's busy moving. <sighs> Mark. <sighs> but Mark, you need to learn... Like, but if I asked him to play golf, fuck me, eh? Hey? Yeah, he's there in a heartbeat. Golf for your birthday, he was there. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. But um, yeah, they were, yeah, and he went on to UTCT and <laughs> like everyone probably started a bit too fast and started vomiting from Platterclip and then did another 75 kilometers with hardly eating and vomiting. Like that's a change from the Mother's Day epidemic. Yeah. No, he did very well, Mark. Did very, very well. But yeah, Maxi Race, too many to talk about. And, oof. That was a big one. Yes, is, eh? When you phoned me and you were like, hands collapsed at the finish of the whatever. Two oceans. She's she, got uh, blood poisoning or something like that. So I'm like, I think she has rhabdo. And you're like, huh? No. And then next was your message me. The doctor says she has rhabdo. And I said to you, well, guess what, bro? It's not your fault because it's an underlying condition. There's no way. I looked at her, I went straight to look at her training. No way she has rhabdo unless she's got an underlying condition. And then the doctor said she's got an underlying condition. I think I need to be... Well, it actually, actually wasn't the doctor. Oh, uh, who? So, so Anne collapsed like 800 meters from the finish of Two Oceans. And then 
they put her like they took her to the ICU mm-hmm. and then they tested her CK levels and they found it was very high, which is like indication of something going wrong with your kidneys. And they're like, you have rhabdo, but they didn't really know why. They thought maybe she just got very dehydrated on the day. And then after that, we were like, this doesn't make sense. Cause it's and not 21K. Yeah. It's a 21K. She wasn't training to death. Like there has to be something else going on. And so we ticked off a lot of different things and then eventually she got a sweat test and then she had very abnormal results in her sweat sweat test and then they discovered that basically she has some issue that her cells struggle to hold water so she had hyponatremia in that 21k because she was drinking pure water so she thought she wasn't drinking enough water but actually drinking pure water without electrolytes was flushing all the electrolyte out of her system and because she has like a bit of an abnormal situation going on that just put her put her over the edge so that was very good to know so we basically just went then and i'm so proud of her for this because she 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 wasn't like you have collapsed in a 21k running's not for me i can't do this a lot of people like a lot of people a lot of people and and i I, it must have been scary for her and she must have been like, Yo, it was scary this is- for us. <laughs> we were- I was shitting myself. I was like, this is like one of my first clients to do a race. Like I've, I've killed this chick. This is hectic. And she just came back. Eh, and she you? came back. She on went, the revive. Went, got she revived on, on the revive. <laughs> exactly. On the fucking salt. Went straight back to work. And then she fucking smashed it. And ran her first half at the gun run. And she killed the crew. Yeah. That was a very good moment. Like I was very proud of, of her and you, to be honest yeah because to manage someone through that like i know like immediately people are gonna be like this is not for me i can't do this like that shows massive character like yeah you can't be the same person after that like you just know that whatever you do you can just overcome it a lot of marathons this year carter carter did a marathon now (laughs) because of work we could only do one run a week so we had to do a long run on the weekends, and he still managed to do a 318. That's fast. But yeah, he wants to qualify for... Um, Boston. Boston. So we're going to get on that training now because his work's going to kick down now. But fuck, when he works, he's like, he's in Africa and stuff, full meter and stuff like that. So let's see what we can do over the next, like, 10 weeks. Cat. Uh, Cat just entered... Cat entered... Um, Cape Town Marathon. Like one week before? No, like four days before. Four days before. And he ran a 245. It was 245, eh? 250, I think. 250. Yeah. Dennis, Berlin, Marathon. Yeah. I think. Um, a lot of Voldu, people did. Voldu, fucking first race Voldu's ever got to the start. So that we, right then we were impressed. Okay. Then he managed to just break his... Fo- he, he, he just wanted to do a sub five hour. Fucking did that. But I wasn't even proud of him about that because I knew he was going to do that just because of all the training put in. Because that guy, I mean, he works for fucking Uber. He's like in London. Then he's in fucking Joburg. And it's like I said, you know these people when they travel to Joburg, they can't run. They're just way too scared or whatever. He was on the treadmill, on the road. He got the shit done. And like, that's massive. You know, now he's doing it. He's into the ultra... Like next year, yeah. that's gonna be big. Um, Abel, fuck me. What a legend. Abel was like one of our first zero to heroes, and he just was not born to run. His biomechanics is not to run, but he's a fucking runner. That guy has got, 
He has grit. Fucking Colombian. He has grit. That guy has more had more injuries than me. I think. Mm. Like he, like he's like my biomechanics are good. It's just my body wants to lift fucking three hundred kilos, not go forever. But yeah. his is like everything's out of line, and he's just constantly fixing things. So he'll fix this, then this is out of alignment. He'll fix that, then when he fixes that, that becomes out of alignment. Fix that. Like people don't understand the amount of rehab that fucking guy does, and how he just keeps going. Like fuck, I love that guy. Like we. And even going into the marathon, I said, we're going to take the slow, go easy, because I know he's got the head. He'll get to the fucking end. Like, I know, bro. I, he, I, he, he's, got, he's got a demon in him. He's like, he's, there's something about that. Like, you know, and then what happened? Was he got fucking, I think, a knee or something? He had a knee issue, yeah. And we, I stuck him on the rower and the bike the whole time. Yeah. The first time he ran was the week before. And the chop goes and runs a 21k because he's nervous. He was supposed to do like a 16 and he did a 21k. But I didn't yeah. say anything because I this, clients do this thing. I, I don't know why they do this, but like if they need to run their first 10k on a Saturday, they go and run their first 10k on a Monday just to see if they can do it. Yeah. And it's like, why did you do that? Oh, because I've never run a 10k, so how will I know? Well, do they think I ran a 200k before I ran a 200k? I never even ran mm. over 100k's. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. But no. and, and you can explain it, but they still do it. I don't know. They're strange. But then, yeah. And then he, he clapped it, eh? I think he also did a sub five hour marathon. Or maybe a little bit more, but the fact that he got to the end was incredible, eh? And injury free. I know. That was injury the most impressive part. Injury fucking free got to the end. Running across the line. He was sweet after that. Nice in Brazil, chilling, <laughs> hiking with his dad, chilling. Just doing a bell shit. Just doing a bell shit. I think he might be back now. And yeah, a lot of people do that marathon. Lizelle, Aubrey as well. Ruth, Aubrey. Lazelle, yeah. Ruth, Bailey. Aubrey, Aubrey also a massive change. Like lost weight. Yeah, he's lost. He's lost a lot of weight. Healthy lifestyle. Like he suffered with like bipolar and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, he's in a good space. I like, like I took him on as a client. Like I love working with that guy. Like he gives it his all. You know what I mean? He gives it his all. Mm. I mean, and, yeah, I mean, he also even did the UTC the 35k. Lazelle, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> Your clients talk about them. They, <laughs> so they they just decided to run together. Never seen Bailey. I don't know from, much to say about from Red <laughs> from Red Bull. And yeah, they just cruised through. I was tuning Bailey the whole week. We're going to do this time. Like, he was like, we're going to go fast. And then you're like, no, he's probably just going to run with Lazar. And then they <laughs> carried someone over the line. Yeah, like real and then, bosses. And then they met with someone else on the route. And then it just became about like... But then they carried someone over the line. Yeah. It was fucked. Yeah. That's it just cool. became about finishing it like as a group. And they just had fun with it, which is really cool. Ruth smashed it. Ruth is also a fucking Amazon. That chicken run. Amazonian. Hey? She's, she's like Danny. Yeah. She she did sip. So, yo, we didn't talk about her 12 hours of darkness. So Ruth had never run more oh. than, a, than a... She'd never run a 21K. She came to our 12 hours of darkness camp. She ran her first half marathon, her first marathon, her first 50K, and finished on 72Ks all in one fucking day. Laughing. Laughing, smiling. Should I just keep going on? Yeah. <laughs> 
Shane's keep going. Just go out What is that? We must have stopped. Just stop it then. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. She took Callum with her and Callum also did. Yeah, they did it together. Callum Monster. Which actually just leads us into the next UT scene tea. Yeah, that was a... That was great. What happened to me that one morning? Fuck, I don't know. I woke up. Yes, I, was, I, mean, I think I just... I think I slept eight hours. Slept eight hours. Feeling good. And then I went to go meet them at the coffee shop after Jenna's thing. And then I had a... I think, I think they made my coffee too strong. And I remember just sitting there with Callum and I'm like, Callum, what's your next goal, bro? Like, what are you doing? You've just been coasting here. No, I don't know. I said, I think you should sign up for UTC to 100K. Here, sign up. The, fuck, guy, the guy was shaking. Hey? Fuck, he was shaking. I'm like, just sign up. What's the worst that can fucking happen? Just sign up. I think you can do it. And then. Sweating. Sweating. Shaking. I'm like, sign up for this, but you do nothing. You're fucking around. Just do this. How many weeks was it out? Like six weeks, seven weeks? I think it was six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Six or seven. And then he. <laughs> he was sweating his whole back was full of was wet <laughs> and then he went and then he was like oh well, go home and sign up and I was like nah so he's not gonna fucking sign up and then he signed up and sent it to me and I was like yo boy here we go yeah and yeah I just gave him a whole lot of power hikes and stuff like that just sent I just got out on the legs and then Chris was also there and I was like and you because he was laughing he thought it was funny I'm like yeah. and you what are you doing <laughs> No, 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 don't get me involved. I'm like, but you did fucking Matt. Like, when last have you done anything? Just sign up also. No, no, no. I'm like, fucking sign up. And then he signed up also. Yeah, but he had a, he had a, he, had, he got a, he got a shin problem. Shin and ankle problem. But he made it, like, he made it. I mean, for the amount of people that dropped out in that race. He made it far, yeah. He made it far. Like, 48Ks, he made it to the Dudno. And Callum, I mean, Callum just missed the fucking cut. He made it like, what, 58 k 59, hard 59 k's. And he just missed the, missed the cutoff by seven minutes. And he yeah. just wanted to go. He was crying, but he just wanted to go. And, and they were like, oh, no, don't worry, you're upset. He's like, I'm upset because I know I can finish. Not because I'm upset because I know I can finish. Just let me go. Then I told him to run on the road back home, and he had... He didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> he wanted to carry on to the race though, but he didn't think that yeah. was a good idea. UTCT was a, a wild weekend actually for a lot of people here. Oh, and that's when the big dog, that's when Misha made his fucking life-changing comeback. Yeah. So, you talk about it. 100%. So after 12 hours of darkness where Misha quit, I remember we went and sat together. We had a coffee afterwards in Newlands like a week later when the emotions had settled a bit because he was he was like he was very ashamed he felt like he'd like completely failed he even asked me like are you, do you still want to coach me and I was like listen bro like this is not you haven't failed anything like we're just learning here and we've just identified something that you need to work on and it's up to you now like what you make of this event that's happened. I always say you only fail if you quit. And I, I don't mean quit the race. I mean quit it in general. Mm. Then, you, then you fail. Like if you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to quit running and go back to yeah. cycling Ainsley. <laughs> then you're a fucking quitter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but um, Ainsley's coming back. He's not a quitter. But like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to fail. Yeah. Fucking Jim Walmsley, he fucking failed at um, Western States what three or two or three times before he broke the record i mean that's a completely different story but it's like yeah 
He and, could have been like, oh, I'm not coming back here. I can't make it. Yeah. And what I respect about Michel is he owned it. He was like, okay, cool. And he's, he didn't, like, he didn't, there was no question of, like, we had that talk. We came up with a new plan. And specifically what I wanted to work on with him was, like, the expectations that he had. So I devised these runs, which are called managing expectation runs, so, <laughs> which was a fucking luck. So then what I would do with him is on a Saturday, I'd be like, bro, you're just going to start running and I'll phone you when you can stop. So we did probably like three or four of those. One of those was Devil Peak repeats. Yeah, I was that, like, was, that was fucking hilarious because <laughs> he can't like... He was supposed to be there and he was late. Yeah, he was and late. And then I was there and then he came to the car window and he's like, I don't know what to do. So I looked at him and I'm like, just run up and down Devil's Peak until someone phones you to stop. He's like, okay. And then you phoned me and said, have you seen Misha? And I said, yeah, bro. I told him to just go up Devil's Peak up and down until someone phones and tells him to stop. And you're like, that's exactly what I wanted him to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, that's exactly what I told him. So that was, that was very good for him, I think, because it put him in a space where it wasn't about his performance anymore. It was just about like being in the process. And I'm like, bro, like all those emotions you had at 12 Hours of Darkness, they're going to come up. But we also talked to him a lot about like how to deal with his emotion, you know, like just to be kinder to himself, um, just to like be like stay in the process. I even told him because like you've been going through some stuff with a little child and we all have this little child inside of us. So I even took that to Misha and I was like, listen. You know, Je when, Jenna when Jenna's going to hear a child now and go, what, what? <laughs> give me a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, when you, and I do this in races as well, you know, when I'm in a rough time, just fucking take yourself by the hand and like be proud of yourself and show love and compassion to yourself. People don't do that. Though. People are hard on themselves. Very. Yeah. And then at UTCT. It's like, all, but it's like all or nothing and that perfection 100 all of those things and comparing yeah. themselves to other people yeah. like these things are just there's no use to these things it's just like go out there fucking do like i think monique that one thing a rule of thirds and that's perfect like third of the time you're gonna feel great third of the time you're gonna feel shitty and third of the time you're gonna feel fucking useless yeah like and that's a balance do you understand what i'm saying yeah. And if you're feeling shitty all the time, then obviously you're overtraining. And if you're feeling good over it all the time, you're undertraining. Mm. So you need to balance that. But like, you can't compare. It's like, I mean, obviously we have clients that can't even like hit the perfect thing and then they, like, they throw away the whole session. And yeah. Like, like, that does no one justice. It's like, you can't hit six minutes a K, you can't hit four minutes a K, so then you just give up. Fucking do your best. Like maybe not today is not your day. Like it's so. Um, yeah. Everything's so finicky, bro. Yeah. Like even like, Rob Jones posted that other day, and it's it's hundred percent true. It's like if you if you're relying on your heart rate, bro. Like if you slept too little, if you drank too much coffee, if you're a bit tired, your heart rate can be high. So now what? You're gonna fucking freak out. Do you know what I mean? Like the other day it was hot. I didn't sleep, and my heart rate was like one sixty. But I'm running fucking six minutes a K. Like, this is my 130, 140 fucking heart rate. Mm. I know that. I, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, what's wrong? You know, but I'm a bit aware. Like, okay, what happened? Didn't fucking sleep. Uh, it, it's <laughs> 12 o'clock. And I'm not running yet. It's 12 o'clock in the day. Not fucking 4 o'clock in the morning. So obviously that's going to affect it. I'm not going to have a 
heart attack about that, you know. But like when they're chasing perfection and just putting that expectation. Yeah. Like, Zach, if you're listening, six minutes ago, just fucking do your best, but maybe it's six thirty, maybe it's five thirty. Yeah. Just do just run chilled. It must be easy. Run easy. Like you get too involved in this fucking thing on your on your wrist and it becomes a problem, bro. You know what I mean? Be like Marty, wear a tide watch and all you know is what the fucking tide is. When you, you can go how, surfing again. You don't know how fast you go in, you don't know how far you've gone, you don't know what the time is, all you know is high tide is at five forty five. Yeah, I think I read this kid this like if you if you turn up on a certain day and you're only feeling forty percent and you give forty percent, then you've given your best effort. You don't have to compare it to your best day. Like that's just stupid. There's you can't be perfect. Yeah. Not in this world. You can't be perfect. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. You can just do your best and build consistency. It's all about consistency. Yeah, it's just do your best and then if wake up just, again and do it again tomorrow. If you just do your best every day, I mean, we've seen these people that can push hard for one, two, sometimes three weeks and then you never see them train ever again. Yeah. Anyone can do that. Anyone can burn themselves out. Anyone. Anyone can push hard and then bomb out. Anyone. Mm. I mean, we could go run fucking 160 Ks this week if we wanted to. Are we going to run next week? No. No, we're not. We're not. And then there's some people that are listening and be like, oh, well, I will. Okay, cool. Let's be yeah. going week four. Yeah. And then for the rest of the year, they don't fucking do anything. Yeah, it's like zoom way out. If you want to be successful on anything, it's like, Measure, stop yeah. looking over a week. Like, look, look in years. Look over years. Look over <laughs> 12 months. Let's see how good I can get in, in the next 12 months. Let's see how good I can get. Mm. It's like when you're running an ultra. It's like, you're not going to run the first 10... Well, some people. You're not going to run the first 10K at your fucking best 10K pace. Do you know what I mean? Just ease into it and have fun. It's like a lot of the time... A lot of my clients, sometimes I want to say to them, like, why are you doing this? Do you like this? Because hmm. this seems very stressful to you. Like, have fun. Yeah. It's fucking running. You can do it without a watch. And some people do it without shoes. Like, have fun. It's in our fucking nature. This is what we've done. We've done this since the beginning of fucking time, was run. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so fucking serious, okay? In your level, right? You're not elite. Like, a lot of the time I say to them, are you expecting to pay your bills with this? Yeah. Because you ain't. Not even the fucking elites in South Africa are paying their fucking bulls with us. Yeah. Like, you're not a Jim Walmsley. Okay, this is fun. Let's have fun and let's just see how good you can get. Do you know what I mean? But if it's adding stress to your life, fuck that shit. Yeah. Like, do smaller things. I work 12 hours a day. I want to enter... 200k run my girlfriend's fighting with me every i'm in a toxic relationship my baby never sleeps maybe i should do a 300k run <laughs> it's always funny how that's how the thought process <laughs> goes eh but what's the most common update stress levels 10 work is going bad my boyfriend's fighting with me 
Um, my kid's really sick in the hospital. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not coping. I think I'm getting depressed. Boom, boom. How's your mileage? We can up it. <laughs> cool. You want to double it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, those always make it's me It's hectic out people, eh? Mark. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they, they just want to push more. They think like adding on helps. Mm. And I always say to them, it's like, your hand's sore, so let's hit your foot with a fucking hammer and break it. That's what they're doing. Yeah. But, but training is it's a stress reliever for me. It's fucking stress. That's how you get um, fitter. Yeah, it, you add stress. stress your body. You stress your body and your body adapts to that stress. It's fucking stress. Stress is stress. If you're stressed at work and you're fucking training hard, you're just stressed. Sit on the beach. Read a book. Fucking meditate. Take yourself on a date. Go on fucking holiday. That, that's what calms you down. You know what I mean? And the more you incorporate that in your life, the longer you're going to go over the long 12 months. Yeah, which is, that's the game at the end of the day. And that's essentially just investing in loss, taking a step back. So instead of training four weeks fucking hard to the death, train three weeks hard and one week, take it nice and chill. And that's what we do with our fucking clients. But they don't want to take that fourth week. Mm. And then they just do random things. And if you don't put any fucking runs in, they go and play fucking squash. Or like cycle a 400 kilometers. Or row a 50k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're right there. Have a, take a rest week. Just relax. Do things that you enjoy. Once you're fully rested next week. It's like 50k hike. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday. But, um... Yeah, UCCT. So Misha. Misha did very well. Yeah. So he yeah he nine k's in I think he started cramping and vomiting, and there's a video of him at UCT which is my favorite video. Yes, he looked like he was on crystal meth. He's just got this far away look in his eyes, and he's just like shuffling forward. Pretty looked like he, he like he had there he had one thing to do, and that was get to the end. Yeah, that is the most beautiful part. <laughs> That is the most beautiful feeling in the world. Nothing else matters. You can, his whole life can fall apart as long as he gets to the end of that race. Yeah. That's all that matters. He doesn't give a fuck what else is happening. He ain't yeah. stopping. That's the, what I saw in his face. And that's fucking incredible. And that's yeah. why he got the MVP. You yeah. Know? But a lot of people had fucking rough races yes. that weekend. Jonathan Bailey, was he was 11 hours, I think, in the 55K. Tom Finzon, bro. Tom boy. Tom Finzon, Tractor Tom, came stone last in, With, the, in the 35 kilometer. But people don't understand, like, when you come last, you get a firework display. Yeah, bro, they came, they had the flares, fucking yes. the pictures. You get, you're a legend. Yeah. So Misha came second last, and I was like, Misha, you fucked up. So he didn't get the fireworks? No, he got no fireworks. But how cool would it have been if he had come in with the fireworks after that? So like that would have been his, mo and like you would have got the best pictures. Yeah. Thought about the grand boy. <laughs> Tracked it on Acacia, fucking cat had a heat strike from his thermal underwear and gloves he was wearing. Yeah, it was just a very hot weekend. The only person that I know of actually that had a great race, well, Anka had a good race. Yeah, Anka had a good race. And then Megan. Who fucking ran her first 100k 
and did it in 21 hours and basically just had a smile on her face the whole way through and she said it was too easy <laughs> she said yeah we talked about it after and she was like i know this sounds bad to say but she's like it was almost too easy she's like i wanted it to get worse <laughs> but you know who had a good race too <laughs> <laughs> the most overlooked person in mindset yeah old kai my boy kai had a good race yeah came top 50 in the 55k i always said to my clients like i can see their potential well in my mind i can see their potential mm. so like i only really get excited when they reach their potential or I'm like, when I'm like, geez, that was hectic. Yeah, you <laughs> like, went, went through some wow. stuff. Wow. But, like, I mean, I, Max, I was like, you're going to come in the top 20, and then he came 20th. It's like, easy peasy. Yeah. And, yeah, but he's definitely going to, he's definitely going to do well if he stops vaping. He needs to stop vaping? I can't believe he vapes. Yeah. But he looks like those people that vape. Yeah, Kai needs to sort that shit out, bro. But okay. he, he can have a good year next year. Yeah. It all depends on how seriously you take the training. And stop vaping. Yeah. Who else in UTCT? Oh, we had, yes, I had some clients with extreme burnout that just told me they're still doing that. Lucille and Sam. Lucille's had a hectic year. Like they, Her work's very stressful. Took three months off work. Still, She's still feeling low. And she was like, fuck it, I'm doing that. And she went out there and she did it, eh? Like a boss. Yeah. And Sam also. <laughs> you know what I love about training these emergency doctors? It's my favorite thing. I fucking hate this job. I need to get posted somewhere else. I just want to get posted here. And then they're like, Coach, you got posted here. And now Sam, I'm talking about Sam, Nicola, um... Shawnee, so I'm not just picking on one of you, it's all of you. You have all said the same thing to me this year. I can't wait to get that over there, Shawnee. I can't wait to get a Bloemfontein. I'm going to work normal hours. I'm going to be able to train. I'm going to be doing this thing first week. This is fucking hell. This is too much. This is way worse than where I was. No one talks to me. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, grass isn't greener. Shawnee's like, there's no fucking grass. There's no grass here. Oh, shame, eh? And they, they just do their things. And it's just, yeah, I dig training them. They just go, hey, we'll, we'll find our way. And then Sam also. Mm. I said, Sam, just fucking power like it, bro. Like, it's Everest. She's a boss. She did it, and she wasn't even unsure about her doing that. And she did it. She did it, 23K. Um, yeah. Fucking incredible. Yeah, uncle. I hope they just sleep. I hope they can find some time in December to sleep. They're probably working on call. They've probably got 24-hour calls four times a week, but I just hope they can fucking manage to sleep. Yeah, well, we're kind of putting everyone through an off-season now as well. Just but not their work doesn't yeah, do that. their work doesn't. But I, I just hope. I mean, Nicola went to the Maldives, and I think she lost weight because she did the eight-week course. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, she... <laughs> She didn't put on any weight. I think she lost a little bit of weight. She went to Maldives, all expenses, fucking buffet, paid, all-inclusive, boom, boom, boom. And she trained. She didn't drink. She took that time to rest, you know, because it's just like like I teach them in the course. It's like whenever someone wants to rest that's eating junk food, 
drinking alcohol, which is completely take, fucking up their sleep, completely mm. taking away their REM, their recovery. And then they do that for a week and then they come back to work and they're like, geez, I fucking feel worse than I did before. Well, what the fuck do you think was going to happen? And when I, when I did all those courses on them with the sleep and all that stuff, um, then they understood that. So it's, it's hard to, I think once you understand it, unless you're Gerald, like it's hard to fucking dig yourself in that hole. You know what I mean? It's like, maybe I shouldn't drink every night. Maybe I'll just do it once. You know what I mean? Mm. And no, she's just come back well, 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 well rested. And yeah, we've got the final camp coming up now. Yeah, this weekend. This weekend was going to be a hectic 24-hour camp. But like, looking over the year and how tired people are, like, even I'm tired, like just decided we're going to just give them a good challenge. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to a new place we've never been. We can't talk about what we're going to do because they're going to do it. Because I don't know if we're going to release this, are we? Friday? I but don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, I think you can just release it like this. And cool. Yeah. And then we've got the big thing. One more thing. One more thing. And then, then, we, can, then we can chill. And then we can go to sleep. Yeah, that'll be nice. We won't even talk about that. We'll talk about it after. But one more thing. And then the year's done. I think that's the year. And then we're starting 2024 and Miranda's joining. Miranda's joining. So that's me, you, Miranda. Jenna's in the gym. Now I've got two more potentials. Going to be great for... I think we really... People are finding out about us and understanding what we're about more fully. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are finding value. And I mean, that's all I want, you know? Just finding value in what we do. And we keep growing and transforming ourselves and just helping these people. Which is amazing. And that's the human experience. Yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. It's a good job we have, Carl. It's a good life. Even when you're complaining about it before the race. I did get a little stressed before that race. Yeah. That was the point. I know. Cool. We will do a few more podcasts towards the end of the year. But that was just our recap of 2024. I just want to say thanks to all the clients for absolutely giving their best and just, you know, trusting us and just going through the process. And thank you for putting yourself out there to learn about yourselves and for entering these races and these camps and, you know, just thank you for letting us be a part of your your journey and your, your life. Like it's, it, it becomes like one big family. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's so beautiful and it's like, it's so nice to be, even though I tease them and I'm like, fucking these people message me all the time. But <laughs> I like, I, I, I love to just, even with your clients, I love to just see from the outside, like how much they grow and like how much they achieve and like yeah not a lot of people are the same people as they were the year before and that's cool yeah and if you feel like you're the same person pull your fucking socks up because look at everyone else it just it just takes um a bit of commitment and if you haven't next year's a new year
hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm and if we haven't spoken about you on this podcast, I hope that we're speaking about you next year's podcast. Yeah, that'll be cool. I also just want to say it's obviously just been my first full year with mindset as a coach. And yeah, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity that I've been given and for having been able to work with all my clients and you guys putting your trust in me. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's been a really epic year and I'm, I'm fucking excited for next year. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but... Go for it. That was emotional. No, make, make a joke. Come on. No. I, <laughs> I couldn't come up. I, that was cool. I was going to say it. It's been tiring, but... <laughs> I've, got, I've got Miranda to manage now. So <laughs> I'm joking. Fucking hell. Joking, Miranda. We will get through this. <laughs> cool. Cool. Thanks, everyone.